0: hello hello oh, good morning good afternoon good evening I guess whenever you hear this you beautiful people I am kind of excited and I'm kind of frustrated today so you're gonna get a little bit of frustration maybe you'll relate I want to talk today about critical voices may or may not be what you think I'm about to say don't know critical voices we're gonna talk about how those critical voices affect us and how they get us stuck, right? So we've been talking about how to get unstuck, found myself stuck here again. So I'm just trying to dive a little deeper and a little deeper within that. Because when we can figure out some of this, then we can learn how to stand a lot, lot taller in our lives and walk forward and finish the projects of all those great ideas that we have, because those ideas are given from God himself To you to fulfill and if you don't fulfill them no one will this is kind of the bottom line so critical voices Um, critical of others critical of ourselves others feeling critical of us that energy that's flowing in and out and through good Lord we're gonna talk about that stuff today and well really no and we're gonna talk about critical voices really kind of what to do with them how do they happen and yes I have them too. All right. We are really glad you're here. I am glad I'm here with you on this Monday. It is a Monday. You know, new beginnings on Mondays. Remember? Brand new, fresh start. Epiphanies happen on Mondays. So that's what we're going to be talking about. So stay tuned. Okay, welcome back. Welcome back. I am, uh... (laughs) like I said, I'm a little frustrated today. Having some great conversations with my husband, Jim. That's right. We tend to both deal with some critical voices. And uh, why is it those voices keep happening? We love to blame others, don't we? Don't we? Well, truth is there are critical voices from outside of us. There's people that like to tell us how we're not smart enough, good enough, brave enough, strong enough, rich enough, pretty enough, thin enough, in shape enough, fat enough. I don't know. Um, There's a lot of not enoughs out there that come at us from all directions. Any doubt of that, watch TV for two seconds and watch one of the commercials and you'll find out how you don't have enough of whatever and that how much you desperately need it. I don't even watch TV anymore. I don't like watching commercials. And so um, it's to the point where I have a hard time being on social media, because I feel like it is nothing but a constant commercial in our faces about all the things that we don't have and that we need. I mean, we can be inundated, right? We can have so much coming at us that it can be overwhelming at how much negativity is out there. Um, I remember with my two oldest kids when I was raising them. Now I have I have four kids of my own. Jim's got two uh, daughters and I have um, two sons, two daughters. I have a son, two girls, and then a son. And then Jim's two girls are in between all of those. My kids are older. Um, well, and the, I'm the oldest and the youngest. And so when I was raising my two oldest kids who are now almost 30 and one's 27. So 27, 29. When I was raising them, um, I remember journaling and writing and, and and talking about how, just really recognizing how much I was saying the word no. Now I know young kids, you sell them no a lot, don't touch yourself, don't do that, don't do that, don't, don't, don't. But there's so much that really it just sets, I've, I kind of felt like it was going to set my children off on a constant uh, fight the word no in their lives (laughs) and i really wanted to limit that a little bit and so i was reading books and my one daughter honestly she's a lot like me questions the world with the word why my oldest son isn't that way so much um but my, my second born, my daughter, Savannah, I don't know if she's listening or not, but Savannah always said why, why, why. She was always questioning the world and how it worked and what was going down. And, and so I had to learn to um, give her choices choice A, choice B, choice C. And sometimes I didn't narrow it down just to A and B. And whatever she chose, I was okay with, but then I didn't have to say the word no. And when I got really good at that, which which really wasn't when she was younger, it was when my other two were younger. When I got good with that, um, life raising children became a whole lot smoother. I didn't say no so much. And I will say, I would think that confidence-wise, um, my younger two are a little more so than my older two. And I equate it to the word no, which I would be an outside source for them, telling them how they can't, 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 don't, 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 shun, shun, shun. Oh, I don't even like saying it all. If you're not irritated by all those words, then maybe, maybe you should shut the podcast off because that's what I'm talking about today. We hear constantly how we're not enough. We're not good enough. We don't have enough money. We don't have good enough looks. We don't have enough talent. We don't have... don't have... don't have... don't have... Don't have. We don't have the right food. We don't have the right clothes. We don't have the right dog. We don't have the right dog food. We don't have... I, I can go the list. It, to me goes to infinity. I know not everybody lives in America that listens to this. However, I know I can only speak from an American vantage point and oh my gosh we are inundated inundated with sales so one of the ways that i combated that in my own life was i limited uh tv much much easier now that my kids are out of the house uh, much easier i limited tv for my kids i limited it for me um i'm much more outdoorsy and and out When I'm outside enjoying the leaves this fall, there's not a lot of things telling me no. I don't believe that God tells us no that much. I mean, quite frankly, he only gave us 10 commandments. He didn't give us 5,000. Some religions and churches give us 5 million. Lots of no's in religion. I'm not bashing religion. I'm just uh, equating it to the commercials on TV, quite frankly. There's just a lot of no's. And we're not meant to be told no all the time. If we were, God would have given us more. He would have given us more no's. Quite frankly, he didn't give us a lot of no's in the Ten Commandments. It was love God. We talked about this a little bit last week. Love God, commandment number one. All your heart, all your mind, all your soul, love him. Notice it doesn't say love religion. It says love God. We won't dive into that. I am not a preacher. Um, I am just a woman that believes in uh, walking side by side, hand in hand, with my creator. That's where I get the most yeses, quite frankly. So, why why do I feel that way? So, commandment number one, love God. See, he's telling you to do something, not not do something. Church says, don't, 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 don't. Commandment number two. Love your neighbor as yourself. And last week we talked about if you heard of that podcast, go back to last week's. Uh we talk about how the second commandment, if I could reword it just a little bit. I know that's blasphemy, but it's not. God says it's okay. It means the same thing, it's just emphasis a slightly different. Love your neighbor as yourself. Pamela's version. Love yourself so that you can love your neighbor so that you can love your kids so that you can love your parents so that you can love a friend so that you can love an enemy so that you can love your job so that so that so that love yourself so that you can love a neighbor to me those are things that god's saying yes to just go and do those things so now we're down to eight and i'm not even going to dive into any of that I just want to dive into the critical voices that we hear. The not enough. You know, everyone that I coach in a life coaching and within fitness coaching, it is a constant battle. It all boils down to to just a couple of words. 100% of people that come to me to reach a goal of some sort, underneath that not reaching it, isn't organization, isn't discipline, isn't all the things that you think of, it all boils down to not feeling like you're enough, to not feeling like I'm enough. It's really about the mindset. If I have the right mindset, if I'm confident enough in myself and my abilities, if I do feel like that I'm enough, that I am going to achieve my case start a YouTube channel in my case start a podcast in my case write a book man I've been asked to write a book now for 15 years why have I not done it well if we really want to dive into it I don't feel like I'm good enough to write a book do I have enough experiences do I have enough story do I have enough um, qualifications my number one thing in in high school and in college was that um, I wasn't a good writer. And it really wasn't about being a good writer. It was, I didn't know where very well to put my commas, my punctuations and my conjunctions. (laughs) I still don't know that, I'm 50, hello. Still don't know that. And so, you know, in the back of my mind, uh, and right now in the forefront of my mind, I'm not good enough now, I hope you're saying that I'm crazy because it's easier for you to see it in me and easier for me to see it in you, which is why I have a coaching job. Sometimes we need a partner, right? God did not put us here on earth all by ourselves to figure it all out, all on our own. No, he put us here with others. Others that have different strengths, different abilities, different vantage points. Right? Right? They love themselves in a different way so that they can love me and point this out. You love yourself in some ways that you think, oh my gosh, Pamela, that's just ridiculous. Why wouldn't you write a book just because of a period or a comma or a conjunction, you know, write it and then send it off to the person that fixes it. And quite frankly, I have friends that that do that for a living. I have like four or five of them. So why haven't I written the book? I don't know bottom line it isn't because i don't know where a period or a comma goes it's because somewhere within me i've believed the story that i'm not good enough in writing the book we all have a story somewhere that we don't feel like we're good enough so i want to ask you the question are the critical voices from the outside coming at you bombarding you throwing the up on you Or, or, is the critical voice coming from the inside? Uh Uh-huh. Where is the true critical voice coming from? So that's what we're going to talk about in the next section. Stay tuned. Welcome back. Welcome back. If you're still here, then you must be be relating a little bit. (laughs) I'm not sure that anyone can't relate to this, although although some of us deny that, right? We deny that we don't. There's not critical voices. I, I, I don't have any of that. So I do. I know I do. My husband and I, Jim, were talking about how um, that critical voice ends up stopping us. We didn't actually say critical voice, but that's what I'm equating it to. That voice stops us, and then there's some self-sabotage that goes on, and and then we don't, we're not able to finish, do, achieve, whatever. And so, yes, there's a lot of voices from the outside, and oh my gosh, I will say, advertising agencies. I'm part of that, right? I sell things. I, I coaching packages and, 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 uh, eating stuff and, um, uh, trainer stuff. And I mean, I, I'm in sales, real estate. I sell real estate. So, but the industry preys on the fact that you have a deep, dark secret within you somewhere about something, maybe about a lot of things, who knows somewhere of something that is actually saying, you're not good enough. I'm not good enough. And those ads prey on that. How you keep failing, you keep falling, you keep getting stuck, you keep backing yourself into a corner, you keep telling yourself you're not good enough and you don't end up getting out. And so that's that's where they dr- drive the nail and start hammering it like with a sledgehammer, right? It just hits that nerve. So, is it the advertising agency's fault or is it ours for having the weak spot? Hmm. I'll say both. I know it's both, but bear with me a minute. Is it, is it, is it uh, Coca-Cola's fault that there's so much sugar in the pop and the kids are drinking it? Or is it, bad parenting or is it the advertising dollars I mean this is something that's talked about a lot right we we, we are inundated with a bunch of commercials and ads and uh, oh my gosh it's everywhere there's nowhere you can look where it isn't crazy crazy um, advertising for us to do be and have something different and so us our kids or whatever however I'm going to actually talk to us today about um the inside value of us you know i keep talking about how you are a masterpiece created by the master the master the creator who put the perfect colors the perfect tones the perfect shapes the perfect everything's personalities trajectories life experiences within you Packed it all into the package called you and you should be actually very proud of that, no matter where it's at, because it is a masterpiece carefully thought out and put together. And yet, we don't feel that way about ourselves. We actually look in the mirror and what are some of the things that we say? I mean, can we look in the mirror and go, Man, I love me, and blow us a kiss? <laughs> when I'm training people, If I'm training a guy, the guy will sarcastically do it, but his eyes are shifty. He won't actually look at himself for real and say, yes, I'm awesome, I'm a masterpiece. I'm, now, I will say pro athletes could do it more so than the average Joe American. Because I train pro athletes as well. Um, However, and maybe, maybe the 17 to 22 year old that's going after or already has achieved the um, collegiate scholarship. Now, you that's a high, high level of achievement when it comes to uh, look, being able to look in the mirror and know what you got looking back. But even they have areas, um, they tend to start talking about life stuff. always goes in because I am a I am a executive coach as well so it goes into those areas because yeah okay I've achieved this here but what about over there what about that uh, issue and so we talk about that but in the end it's always about being able to look and say I am enough I'm good enough I'm enough I have the tools. I have the resources. I have the ability to meet the people with the tools or the resources. Um, I am enough and perfectly qualified to move forward with the desire that's within my heart. Phew, a lot of words, isn't it? Told you, I'm a little wordy. I know. So it is. It is something that we need to honestly take a look at. And where is it that we feel like we're not? So when we look into the mirror or we want to do something, or some of us do it out loud, it's amazing how much we cut ourselves down. Oh, I'm so fat, or I'm so this, or I am I I can't even think of some of them. Um, you know, not feeling qualified to achieve something in business and not feel good. I have the complete nerves about going into an interview um because you might not have the right answers you might not have the right um personality you might not get along and we might say the wrong things um cut down cut down cut down it's an area that i actually love i love interviews i don't know weird like that however i have a harder time when it comes to um putting together the business plan and following all the way through with it. I can bring it to a certain level, but I have a desire to bring it to a level that is astronomical. And I do have a desire to write a book that is real for me. That's real. And, uh, the podcast is actually to get me out of that shell to be able to write that book. There's my deep, dark secret. Uh, what is yours? What is it that you feel insecure about? Is it about meeting your soulmate? Is it about uh, making an astronomical amount of money? Is it about writing a book? Is it about, um, maybe, maybe some of you are in a marriage that isn't working out and you want to be able to stand on your own two feet, but you're too afraid because you've got an inability to be on your own? You don't feel like you're good enough to be on your own? You don't feel like you're good enough to be yourself within your marriage? I don't know. What is it for you? Um, A lot of us, the critical voices, really are not audible. Many, many times, they are deeply packed, tightly packed within us. Um, Therefore, we make choices that sabotage X, you have to fill in that blank sabotage our health sabotage our appearance sabotage our 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 income our workflow our ultimate dream someone actually said to me this weekend oh my gosh i would love 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 my ultimate dream would be to live in a schoolie right so my husband and i Bought a school bus. We're building it out and turning it into an RV. We are smack dab completely in the middle of it. It is a very, very overwhelming process. There's a lot of moving pieces and parts to it. Woo! It's uh, involved. <laughs> and this young guy, I was, I was really quite in shock. This guy was probably 27, 28, 30, right in there. Um. He started telling me what he did for a living, and he was this artist, and he does this. I mean, it was beautiful, the things that he had going on, which would have perfectly fit with the schoolie life. Jim and I have had to really, really alter some stuff, but um, this young guy, I mean, he could have just, boom, he could have done it. He said, man, that's my ultimate dream, oh, that would be so awesome, and he went on and on for about 20 minutes. I'm listening. and The whole time I'm thinking, well, why, well. Why doesn't he do it? So finally, when he took a breath, <laughs> I asked him, well, what's holding you back? Oh, man, I didn't have to even finish my sentence. He gave me ultimate reasons, all the reasons why, and he could never this, and he's not capable and he's not mechanically inclined and he wouldn't even know where to begin and he doesn't know how. and and on and on and he's not capable he's not talented enough and then of course then there's the pressure from how he was raised of um you gotta go to college and you gotta finish college and you gotta go to master's degrees and maybe even a doctorate you know him he hasn't done those things he hasn't finished that all the way um i said well did you get your bachelor's he said well yeah i've got my bachelor's but man i need to go on my parents expectation is and i mean he went on and on and on probably another 10 or 15 and finally his friend kind of laughed and stopped him agreed with him how he couldn't do it and then they went in and got a cup of coffee and I was standing there left thinking you know Jim and I don't aren't mechanically inclined and we're not uh, I don't know how to work with metal and um, uh, we sure didn't know how to do root phrase that was probably the most nerve wracking one of it all was the roof raise we had to cut the bus in half and raise it 20 inches and we didn't have a clue and so we've had to watch a lot of youtube channels we've had to talk to a lot of people we've interviewed people we've met up with other schoolies and toured schoolies and oh my goodness we were researching and researching and researching. finally we just kind of bit the bullet and bought the bus we still didn't know how to do what we were going to do two days before the roof raise we Jim and I actually had a knockdown, drag out fight, and really the bottom line wasn't we were irritated with each other. We were both very nervous about doing what we were about to do. We didn't feel prepared to do the roof raise. What if it falls on us? How the heck have we gotta pick up an entire roof? I mean, you know, it's not like we just grab it and lift it up and put it back up. No. It would have had to take hiring a crane to do it. <laughs> what if it falls? And then are we doing it right? I don't know. How do we know? We definitely were very, very nervous about the root phrase, but the bottom line is we didn't know how to do what we were doing. Uh, and we still face a lot of critical voices. What we're talking about today was critical voices from within us. Now, as a good couple, a good married couple. What do you do best? You take it out on each other. Of course. Oh my gosh like Jim doesn't have enough critical voices in his own head to deal with and I don't have enough in my own head to deal with no we can take it out each other we were kind of laughing about that this morning how so not necessary to do that but we all have enough critical voices within our own heads in our own hearts in our own spirits and honestly God did not uh, give us all the tools to know the, our entire lives right off the bat. We learn and grow and become. As we take the risks, as we reach out, as we step off of the cliff, that's when we learn how to fly. What does the mama bird do? She kicks the baby bird out of the nest. Have you watched the process, which I have, it looks kind of mean. Sometimes that baby bird falls right on down to the ground and starts chirping and it's hurt. I'm sure it hurt. If I fall, fell that far, it would hurt. <laughs> when we go traveling at night in our cars down the road, we don't know. We don't have the entire lighted pathway all the way to our destination. No, we just have about 100 feet or so in front of us. The light only shows us about 100 feet. Does that stop us from driving? No. It doesn't. What stops us from reaching? What's stopping this young guy from, from doing his ultimate dream? I mean, you should have seen how passionate he was talking about it. His ultimate dream. What's stopping him? What's stopping him? What stops me from writing the book? What, what stops us is the feeling of not feeling good enough. And where is that coming from? I'm going to dare say we have, within us, we're dealing with a little bit of what's called perfectionism. We compare ourselves, our inadequacies, our dark, dusty cobweb spaces, to someone who has it all together on the outside in a commercial, um, a neighbor down the street, someone at church, um, a movie star, the YouTube epic person you know we're comparing ourselves what we know to what they've done what we haven't done to what they've done and we go oh my goodness I could never do that oh I'm not worthy I'm not good I'm not good I'm not good isn't that perfectionism God didn't create us perfect he knows we're all gonna fall short I mean he even says it in the Bible all have fallen short (laughs) all of us have mixed the mark hello Uh, when you watch your kids walk and they fall over and over and over do you yell at them no do you sit them down and have a timeout in the corner or spank them i know i just said spank that's politically incorrect these days i know however do you discipline them in any way telling them what what's wrong with you two-year-old one-year-old three-year-old why aren't you walking perfectly no, in fact, you expect it. So you pick them up, you giggle a little bit, you give them a kiss, you dust them off, and you pat them on the butt, and you, all off they go. They're going to try it again and again and again and again. God is the same with us. Why are we beating ourselves up? Well, because we think we should be perfect right off the bat. And if we're not perfect, we aren't going to try. This young man is not even remotely perfect considering at least not outwardly to a stranger me and to his friend a female friend wouldn't even consider doing it although you know in the the deep dark places in his mind he really wishes he wants it so much so he told the total stranger and I was a total stranger We're too hard on ourselves. We do not see us as the masterpiece. We do not see us the way God sees us. God does not expect perfection out of us. Even though sometimes religion does, God doesn't. God never, never had that in his mind when he created us to grow, to become more, to be more, to achieve more. As we go down the road, he only gives us a hundred feet or so of vision and as we step out in faith in our creator in the ability to learn, the ability to grow whatever your um, outside source is which i dare say is inside whatever that source is you've, you've gotta, you you've got to you got to step out and have faith in it take the step and be lenient on yourself. Give yourself some space. Give yourself some cushion. So in the next section, let's talk about that. Let's talk about the perfectionism that we have and how we can give ourselves room to grow like we do our toddler when they're learning how to walk. All right, stay tuned. All right, so welcome back. So glad you're here. This is Pamela DeRue Smith with Abundance Living. Don't think I even said that at the beginning, middle, or the last section. So uh, we are talking about critical voices and how we are bombarded with them. And that uh, when I look in the mirror, when we look in the mirror, the voices are there as well. And how a lot of it just stems from sheer perfectionism. God never intended us to be perfect. God intended us to grow. And how we grow is by stepping out and trying. So I want to talk about perfectionism in this section. And and maybe even talk about how we can combat that a little bit or a lot of it or good Lord. Wouldn't it be great if we get rid of it all together? Perfectly. Get rid of it. All right, so I guess it's an animal we're always going to deal with. However, it'd be nice to be equipped with some tools, right? So or at least to recognize that we're doing it. and Tell the voice to shut up. Step out in faith anyway. So yeah, perfectionism is a refusal to accept any standard short of perfection. In philosophy, it's a doctrine holding that religious, moral, social, or political perfection is attainable. Especially the theory that human morale or spiritual perfection should be or has been attained. Who do you know that's perfect? You know, outside of you, of course. Outside of me. (laughs) Who do you know that's perfect? Go ahead. I'll give you a second. Think about it. Who do you know that's perfect? Not the one that thinks she or he is perfect. Hello. Not them. Are they perfect? No, we don't know anyone. I don't know anyone who knows anyone who's perfect. I'm not perfect. That is for dang sure. But we talk about and um, bombard ourselves with perfectionism all the time. So let me ask you a few questions. If you answer yes to these, just answer yes or no. And uh, we're gonna just take a little little quiz about uh, uh, do you have some perfectionism tendencies Or are you a perfectionist? We got to find out, right? We got to recognize it in ourselves first. So number one, is there room for a mistake when you go to do something? When you um, mess it up, you got to start over. Do you beat yourself up? Do you make a bunch of excuses? Does it rattle your cage? Or is it okay? Is there room for mistakes? You know, when you're doing something for you. You have, let's see. um, Do you have the attitude of "There's, there's one way to get this done? Just get it done this way. So if you're raising kids, they need to do it the way I told them to do it. So my dad used to say, I don't care how the dishes get done just so they get done. See, that's not perfectionism. My mother used to say, do the dishes like this. And if they weren't done the way that she asked me to, then then I was usually grounded as a young kid. I got grounded a lot. <laughs> Remember, I'm the one that swims upstream. Okay, so... Um, Do you have or like a very specific way to do things or to get things done? Do you micromanage? Do you not just want the goal, but you want it done very specifically this way? Answer yes or answer no. Do you have an all or nothing approach? Like, I need to know all of the steps for this before I can start. I need to know exactly how it's going to look before I can begin. I need to know exactly, well, all, everything to do before I can, before I begin. All or nothing approach. What happens what happens if the goal isn't reached so you want the goal done and you have an attitude of it must happen it must so along with my dad's attitude to I don't care how it happens just so it happens if it didn't happen and the reason was because there was some mistakes or failure or somebody messed up, not because of lack of trying, because they just kind of messed up. Then the question always happened. Well, what are you learning? Or what did you learn? He always said that, well, what did you learn? And as I was older, he said, well, cause there were things that I could learn too from, from your mistakes. And it was really about helping you to grow as a person in your knowledge. Is it all about the end result then? Yes or no. Is it always about the end result? And if you don't get the end result, you lose your marbles. You beat yourself up, beat up the person that's doing it, beat up the person that's working with you, blah, blah, blah. You don't get the end result that you wanted. So you give up. Are you extremely hard on yourself? Very critical of yourself. A lot of people are that one. Um, do you become depressed when you don't achieve the goal? Yes or no. Do you become depressed when you don't achieve the goal? Um, and that wasn't really clear with the other one. Are you extremely hard on yourself? Do you have extremely high standards? Any of these things hitting home? Because... Me not writing a book is kind of because of all these things. (laughs) Success is never enough. Is success never enough? So then you go, you do, you achieve it, and then you find a little nuance is wrong with it instead of celebrating that you achieved it. Yes or no? Do you celebrate it? Do you, do you become critical and find what was wrong, even though you did achieve the goal? So in my real estate, uh, I had a coach, set out with the coach to um, sell five homes in one month. Achieved the goal, sold five homes in one month. Well, I didn't close on those five homes in the same month. One of them... Um, got delayed and closed the week of the next month, first week of the next month. Did I lose it? Did my coach lose it? Or did we celebrate that I sold five five homes in one month? Because the technical world, I did sell the five homes in one month. I didn't close on them, but they went under contract in, in all five in one month. Do you procrastinate? just to do something at the right moment. It's got to be the right moment, the right place, the right time, the right atmosphere. And if it's not those, if it isn't if it isn't the perfect storm in the right perfect situation and circumstances, you don't do it. Yes or no? It's a sign of perfectionism. Do you constantly spot mistakes that others don't see? Hi I gotta shake this all off, Woo! Shake it off, shake it off. If you answered yes to five or more of those questions. Yeah, self-check, clean up, aisle nine. (laughs) Yeah, we've got some issues here. And more than likely you have some self-sabotage in your life you are doing things and making decisions that are killing your success, over and over and over again. And like I do with my book, it's um, it's really I'm not good enough, right? I don't I don't I don't write good enough. And the other thing would be, um, well, I haven't learned enough yet. It's not the right timing. It's not the right uh, era. It's not the right I don't know. It's not the right fill in the blank. I have that one a lot when it comes to writing my book. I am being a perfectionist when it comes to writing the book. My friends are right. I should just start writing. Get it down as unorganized as it might might be. Get it down and bring some professional into the equation, which I know a bunch of them to help clean it up. Why not? Why not? Boy, I got a lot of angst inside my spirit with that. And so where is your angst? Do you have the perfectionism going on? Is perfectionism being being the one that is charging and leading and being the captain or the general of your self-critical talk? Is that what's beating you up? Take a look at your lack of success with, or your lack of even trying, right? With your deep-seated desire, like this young man his desire to have a schoolie, Um, you know, let's, let's talk about, about that part for you. Let's, let's talk about some ways to get over the hurdle of, of this perfectionism. So one of the things to do is to um, be more forgiving of yourself. There's a, reason God, there's a reason why God says forgiveness is key, right? Forgiveness, that's just about me forgiving the, the person that supposedly harmed me. It's really about learning how to forgive myself as well. Um, I've got to allow mistakes in my life. We have to see that God does not expect perfection from us. So then why do we expect it from ourselves? And I know there's a lot of pressure. Um, there's a lot of pressure from society, from friends, dare I say, from family, that um, we need to be a little more perfect. Why did you do that? Why did you fail? Why did you say that? Why did... All critical, picking it apart. Um, it's, it's stemming from their own insecurities and their own perfectionism. You know, one of the ways that I recognize someone being very, very perfectionistic is when they're critical of other people, critical, 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 always finding fault, always seeing the downside, always seeing what the person is not. Do you have some of that going on? Um, It is really important that we learn to recognize this and that we, um, as in recognizing it, that we learn to write some things down. So back to the journal. Look, I know sometimes it doesn't have to be five pages every day. It can just be what's critical again last night. Here's the situation. I mean, it could be an outline, one paragraph, two sentences. Doesn't have to be perfect in that journal. Hello? We've got to learn to recognize it. And so I would dare say, write it down. Write down where it happened what happened in that argument what happened in that situation why is it that you failed yet again trying to achieve your deep seated desire or goal why is it you stopped short unpack it in the in the in the comfort and the privacy of your own thoughts written down in a journal that no one else needs to be looking at why is it you're staying in that relationship that is beating you up why do you feel that it's necessary to um stay in the job with the boss that is hammering on you why is it you're not starting the youtube channel why is it you haven't written the book pamela <laughs> unpack that write down sit down with the journal write about it a little bit think about it meditate on it dwell upon it ask god to reveal this to you so that you can recognize it when it's happening, when it's going on. Secondly, um, I would say get opinions from others, but uh, no, I I saw that from an article, but I don't necessarily um, say that you need an opinion from others other than maybe uh, reading books about perfectionism. Um, that I guess could be considered a, an opinion. Reading articles about perfectionism so that you can learn to recognize it within your own self. Um, being able to see what that is. Again, which would bring you back to the tool of writing it down. Um, learning how to try even though you only see 100 feet down the road. Driving the car even though you see 100 feet down the road. Giving yourself permission. Space. Space. To try. Look, you don't have to have the entire book written. You just got to start the intro. Just got to start the first chapter. You don't have to know how to drive the car, all the ins and outs, and how to build an engine before you're 16 and drive a car. Man, throw them the keys and they will start fiddling until they figure it out. My dad used to throw me the keys at age uh, eight for motorcycles, seven, eight. And then by the time I was 12, I could drive tractors and cars. And then by the time I was 16, I was really comfortable with driving a car. It was not that big a deal to me. Why? Well, I had already been doing it. I had been given the privilege and the space to try. We had uh, 80 acres that I could, if I veered off the path, it wasn't going to hurt much if i ruined the engine my dad could rebuild it it was not a big deal it just wasn't my dad gave me space to do that he didn't give me space in other areas so my dad wasn't perfect however he did in that area he did with my brothers as well um learning how to drive a stick shift car i didn't know all the gears and how it went and bought the clutch and all that i had uh, a boyfriend at the time that allowed me the space to um grind the gears a little bit he would laugh so I wasn't gonna the energy coming from him wasn't oh you idiot so we gotta give us the space learn to laugh at ourselves learn to appreciate that we're learning that we're growing we don't yell at the baby learning to walk we don't yell at the four five six-year-old learning how to ride a bike why would we yell at ourselves for trying to go after our dreams We're going to mess it up. It's okay. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. The point is you try. And by trying, you grow. By trying, you you step out in faith. And God says, bravo. So if God is saying bravo to you, stumbling around, trying to figure it out, then, then shouldn't we? Shouldn't we? Give yourself the space to try. And if you're afraid of what other people are about to say, then maybe you should silence those other people. You know, don't tell those that are going to be critical of you. Don't tell them you're trying. I have a podcast, and there's certain people that don't know I have it. Why? Because they're gonna be critical. They're not gonna like my podcast. They're gonna tell me how I'm not organized, I'm not, I'm too wordy, and and all kinds of things that they don't like. So what? Shut up. You don't need to listen to it. I'll get better as I go along. It's too long. I already had that one. It's too long. Okay, I know, I'm trying to bring it in. Too many words. Whatever. I'm not gonna beat myself up for it. I'm gonna do the podcast, I'm gonna learn about it, I'm gonna grow with it and I'm gonna become better and better. So stick with me, okay? And I'll stick with you. I'm letting you know you have permission to step out and try. There isn't anything you can't learn. Man, have you heard of YouTube? Hello? If you heard of books, you don't have to pay for the books to get it. A lot of times books are read on YouTube or on podcasts or or on audibles. You don't have to pay for much. Super cheap. So dare to try. Dare to step out. So do some research. But don't let the aim, 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 aim stop you from shooting the arrow. It's all about shooting the arrow. All right? look learn to step out in faith learn to give yourself some space learn to recognize when you're not doing it okay get that journal get that courage silence the naysayers shut them up don't post it on facebook i haven't posted on facebook i'm writing a book why i don't want a bunch of people telling me that i can't do it i did this podcast boy Five or six or seven episodes before I ever even promoted it. <laughs> Anchor FM promoted it for me, darn it. I didn't need to, and already I've got I've got quite a few listeners. So there you go. Just dare to try. God has placed within your spirit a deep-seated desire. Doesn't that be religious? Doesn't have to be godly? Doesn't have to be biblical? It doesn't have to be saving souls and winning hearts. It just has to be what it is that you are desiring to do step out in faith do it do it I dare you do it fall flat on your face forgive yourself when you do it's fine the baby that learns how to walk falls flat on their face they even cry I guess the last part of that would be get yourself a cheerleader get yourself someone in your life that is going to uplift and encourage you. That could be me listening to this podcast. It could be other podcasts. It could be a book. It could be a group. Uh, When I decided to stop coloring my hair, I joined three or four groups about transitioning to silver. What a pretty way of saying that, right? And those women, tens of thousands of women, are nothing but encouraging. I have never, never in my life been in a women's group where it was more encouraging. And that includes Bible studies, people. You want some critical behavior? Step into a Bible study. Anyway, that's a whole nother episode, and quite frankly, a counseling session for me. Okay, we don't need to know any of that. I am so glad that you're here. Stay tuned, and we will close this and wrap this up. Well, you did it. I did it. Ta da! We listened to the whole podcast. We learned a couple things. We learned to recognize our own self critical verbiage that's going on and and sledgehammering ourselves in the head. We learned some steps how to fix that. How to learn to recognize the perfectionism that's holding us back, right? It's holding us back. And so, therefore, we can get unstuck. Therefore, we can go after it. Therefore, we can step out in faith and uh, achieve our dreams and live our most abundant life. Right? Because stepping out in faith and going after the desires of our heart is where God deeply, deeply wants you and I to be. All right? I am so grateful that you're here. I'm grateful that you're listening. Go ahead and share this. And uh, in the description below, I've got a couple of links. No big deal. A couple of links. I will, I'm going to post a couple of my favorite journals. I love them because they just feel good in my hands to be able to write in them. I like the paper in them. And then, um, and then I've got a link for getting yourself some uh, audibles easy, easy, easy way to listen to books. As I'm getting ready for the day, as I'm doing dishes and getting my house kind of picked up and ready, I listen to books. I listen to them and therefore I can go through a couple a week and I am perfectly at ease doing that so that I can start working on that mindset and you can too. All right. Maybe I'll write that book by listening to all those books and you'll listen to my book on Audible one day. All right. That'd be cool. All right, guys, I just encourage you to keep striving, keep going after it, keep unpacking what's holding you back. I'm really grateful that you're here today listening to this podcast and that we will see you next time. Bye for now.